So, welcome to Let's Be Frank. Long time ago, I started this uh, Let's Be Frank thing. I wanted to talk to my musician friends from all over the, the cover band scene in Philadelphia. It's a, it's a huge, large scene. So, tonight, we're going to, today, we're going to resurrect that. And I'm sitting here with the uh, World Traveler cover band lead guitar extraordinaire, Ray Ray Pearson. Good morning. Good afternoon. What time is it? Uh, it's like <laughs> one o'clock, something That's, like that. Uh, whatever. It's, it's all the same. I'm drinking coffee, so it's morning. Yeah, it's not. It's not alcohol time yet. Is it? Not yet. Okay. It can be. Well, it's I mean, here it's, it's always. We're we're sitting outside a Ray's house. It's 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 like sixty degrees in January. That's awesome. It's gorgeous. So. I sat down and did one of these a long time ago at CT, and it went really great. So I figured this is like an untapped market. This is, I, I think Philadelphia has one of the biggest cover band scenes. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, we, it's funny because I was in Nashville a couple of years ago, and uh, we went to Tootsie's. Okay. There's like a street called Broadway right. where every other street, every other business is either a country bar or a boots and hats <laughs> shop. <laughs> Literally, like, it's kind of like, I don't know, I was laughing too hard. So, so we went into one place and we saw this band and we were talking to one of the singers. During, while one of the other singers was singing, she was walking around with a tip bucket. So we grabbed her and gave her some bucks, bought her a drink, and we were like, hey, what's up? And told her what I do. And uh, she basically, she talked about this place like like it's Disneyland. She's like, I heard about Philly. Oh, really? Yeah, because you can really make a living. And she was in like three different bands and playing three different gigs that day. That was like her second gig. Oh, crap. So, she, yeah, so she's she was she was very cool and she was really good. But at that, that place, it's like everybody just kind of goes there. Like everybody went to L.A. in the 80s to go right. and make it, so to speak. But it's oversaturated. I remember, I remember, was it last year or the year before, right before Tyler left the Rockets. He went down there and did a whole bunch of shows on the street. I guess it's the same street. Probably, yeah. Different I mean, bars. Well, that's like that's kind of like where everybody goes. Like right. And then it's. I read another article about that same block of shops and bars and stuff where you go there, like a musician will go there and be in one of those bands and play those gigs. And then after like a year or two, he was like, "I got to get the hell out of here <laughs> because I'm going to be pigeonholed as a, a Broadway person because Broadway's the name of the street." Right. And it's like, if I want to really be like a session player or be in Nia Twain's band or something, right. I got to get out of here. Or I'm going to be stuck here. So it, it, it is a, it's a thing out there, but it's cool. Do they get, now do other like, like session musicians or, or whatever, do they get discovered there? Kind of like, you know how like, if you're lucky, you, yeah, sure. you always hear back in the day, it's like, uh, oh, uh, this guy, this, this agent walked into a drugstore in L.A. and there was a woman sitting at a counter and now she's like the biggest star in the world. And, <laughs> yeah, Beyonce was walk, working at Walgreens. <laughs> right. And now like you're playing, you're playing guitar in a, in a shitty little hole bar in Nashville and some guy walks in and goes, yeah, I need you to come play lead guitar for Shania Twain. I mean, I'm sure it happens, but I, I don't, I mean, who the hell knows? Like, it's, right. it's those that stories are here. like, it's like a shooting star kind of story. That could happen here. Yeah. So, you've lived in Philly all your life. Yeah, I'm a Northeast kid. And we grew up right near each other. Yep. You grew up. I grew up in Oxford Circle. So did I. Which is near uh, where Cine always was. Right, right. So I, I went there when I was a kid and bought all my gear there when I was but you in grade up, school and high school. Did you, you didn't grow up, you grew up in Somerdale. 
Yeah. Like down Summerdale Ave. Yeah, down my old Sears. Oh, shit. Yeah, see. So the warehouse was right behind my house. And then I walked out my door and watched them blow it up and went back in my house. That was, <laughs> ah, man, that was so sad to watch that. That was a drag. My mom cried. Yeah, my, my, my mom and dad were like, oh. I, I lived down um, by Mario's Pizza. I was oh, close to yeah, my, on Cheltenham Ave? No, I, Van, Mario's was at Van Kirk. Um, oh, what the hell was Gino's the, Pizza. Gino's was the one right, I remember. up at Cheltenham. Yeah. And I lived down at Frontenac. Like, I lived right around the corner from the Frontenac Bar. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking of, about. Of course. Bar. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I never went in there. I mean, that was kind of like a hole in the wall. Yeah. It looked kind of spooky on the outside. Um, and then there was one, there was one between, like, in between my street and Augusta, there was McLaughlin's. I don't know what that is. No, it was a tiniest little <laughs> hole-in-the-wall bar that we used to, when we were kids, we used to, like, their cooler was outside the bar, like, in this other room. And we were, like, stupid little kids, and we would go, and we would, like, the fuse box was out there. So we would go in there, and we would just shut all the fuses off in the fuse box for the bar. You guys are mean. Yeah, we were idiots. A bunch of mean little kids. Yeah, we were real idiots. Man, I'd be pissed if I was a patron now, and, and somebody turned the lights out right, on me. now. I'd keep drinking. Don't get me wrong. No, <laughs> wouldn't stop no, me. No, just, you know. Pour me a cold one real fast and go fix the power, please. Yeah, it's funny, though, that, that we grew up so close to each other, but I don't think we ever ran into each other. Nah, I was a Summerdale. I played all my sports down the street at Summerdale. I went to St. Martin's for Catholic grade school. So did I. You went to St. Martin's? I graduated from St. Martin's. What, like before me? Uh, 84, 85? Yeah, so I graduated in 88. Okay, so okay. I was a fifth grader. You were an eighth grader. Right. We would not have hung out at no, all. No, no. <laughs> But my mom actually ran Summerdale for a bit. Oh, I, I probably met her then because my you dad did. coached us in baseball and stuff. My So my mom ran the cheerleading for years. They okay. won all kinds of awards. And my sisters were big in it. In, into it. I never got into the sports part of it, really. I bowled a little bit. That's, that's a, is that a sport? I mean... If you can drink doing something, is it really a sport? Now? <laughs> no. I mean, I... It's, it's, it's a competition. And it was a competition. <laughs> Who could throw the ball down and knock over the most pins, right? That's a... Yeah, if you, can, if you can drink beer during something, I don't think it's really a sport. I mean, technically, you could drink beer during hockey and football. Yeah. It's not recommended. That's true. <laughs> we want to be good at it. No. Whatever. It's all funny games. Right. So, it's... But it's funny. We, we grew up, like, right there, went to the same school, and didn't meet each other for... Yeah, I met you when I was like 22. Yeah. 21? So 21. You, you were in... I always get them confused. I always confuse Fuzzy and Monkey Bus. I was in neither. Originally? Nope. Which one? No, I was in Weekend at Bernie's when I was God. 21. See? I confused the two of them and... Like 20, 21 years old, I was in that band. But before that, I was in another band called... What the hell were they called? It was called After Hours, and I replaced our buddy Hopper in that band. Not the same Hopper. Yeah, the same Hopper. The same Hopper. Same Hopper we know. Tony Costello. Tony Costello. Wow. He bailed to be in the interns. Oh, okay. And I went to high school with the kid who was playing drums in that band. And then I filled in and then just... I wound up in that band because I didn't have a car or a license yet. So I just played with whoever would pick me up and take me to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, cool, I'll play, but you got to pick me up. So. How did you... How did you get in... Like, what started you playing guitar was it a, was it a kid thing like I took lessons when i was eight because i didn't want to play piano okay like everybody else was playing piano and i just was like i want to do something different was it something you loved immediately no nah, yes and no 
I mean, like, I wasn't great at it, like, but I wound up being better than all the other kids. That sounds kind of shitty, but I was, <laughs> whatever, I was eight. <laughs> like, I, I just liked it. I liked having my own thing. Right. I guess that's why. I, I took interest to it because it was me doing something that I kind of did better than other people, and it made me feel good about it. Did did that, so from, from taking the lessons, you kept up with that, obviously. Yeah, I always wanted, I wanted to quit every year. <laughs> It's like, I hate this. I suck at it. I don't want to do it. And my mom made me go, okay, you got to go. You can quit when the school year's over. And then when the school year was over, I would get like a medal because <laughs> I had the, cause I had the <laughs> most lessons passed. <laughs> oh my God. And I go, well, I'm going to do it again next year. And then for three or four years, I was like, I hate this. And I repeat the cycle. <laughs> it's like a video game. It's like you get the reward and you're like, all right, I'm going to keep playing. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I got another it. level. Yeah. I was like, what the hell do I know? I was nine years old and I was playing soccer and I was playing baseball and i was i was better at music than those things right but so when we were kids that was considered like nerdy i was nerdy as shit right <laughs> but but it was it was like a beat upable offense when we were young being a nerd like in star wars oh yeah being in the band like that would get your ass kicked oh, i got my balls broken because i had i bought action figures right so i was like 12 years old i got chased kids home were laughing from, at me <laughs> i got chased home from school like to look at it back then and now like i have a different podcast and all we do is talk about nerds and people love that stuff oh the script has been flipped completely <laughs> it's fine i mean nobody, thank god <laughs> nobody's chasing the jocks home from school but the nerds are just as popular as the jocks if not more now. i think more i think so too i don't you don't see a lot of sports movies you see a hell of a lot of nerds it, movies it ain't cool to be dumb anymore <laughs> <laughs> so what so your first band was well first working band was i was well, bernie's was bu- i was busy all the time because well, yeah. I, I played every week i mean that was that was i guess 94 like, 95 the heyday of cover bands in this in in northeast philly mostly well yeah i mean here's why i think that i was thinking of this before you came here i was like why 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 was that so busy like it was all horn bands yeah when we were like in high school like uh jack and was in the uh, the the um the interns with fidel right so fidel was my assistant music director at father judge Oh, shit. Yeah, so I met Fidel when I was, like, 16 years old. Like, and I knew him then. And he's a horn guy. He's a drummer. Drummer. Fidel, that's right. Fidel's a drummer, and uh, he was, he would always talk to me, like, at band practice. Right. In high school, like, because he helped run jazz band. Okay. And uh, so I would talk to him about it, and he'd be like, yeah, I'm playing this place, I'm playing that place. And it was all horn bands for a long time, like, making money. Like, I remember I, when I was, like, 19, 20 years old with my high school buddies, I tried to get a gig. At the Ben Elbow on the Boulevard. Oh, I remember that place. Right. So I walked in with my demo tape of my original songs that I wrote with my three <laughs> friends. And I gave it to them. And they're like, we don't, we don't book bands like you. We like horn bands. And then like two years later, the scene is full of like WDRE happened. Right. Nirvana and Pearl Jam. And everybody wants to hear that music in the bar. So those bands started popping up everywhere. Yeah. In like 94. 94. I think 93, I 94. I started I started with the Rockets around 95 maybe and I started I was coming out like a friend of mine called me up on a Sunday night and he goes yo let's go out tonight we're gonna go and he called there's no texting because you know 
Nah, you got to actually use your phone. Yeah. Dial yeah. it and actually yeah. talk to people. Right. I You're weird that. if you do that now. I hate that now. <laughs> so, what do talk to me for? Like, Just text you, me. Yeah, why are you calling me? Like, ignore call, text instead. Right. And then so, you'll answer immediately. Exactly. <laughs> so, my friend Steve, he, he calls me up and he goes, well, we're going to go to this bar on Sunday night. And I'm like, Sunday night? That's kind of dumb. I'm like, why would I go out on a Sunday night? I was the only game in town. Right. So, we went to Roosevelt's. I like that Which place. was... The like the place to be in Northeast Philly, and I had never known this yeah, at the, the time. It was, it was, it was the base, it was fun, right? And there was a band playing other people's music mm-hmm. called the Rockets. I had never experienced anything like this in my life. No, I was instantly hooked. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And he introduces me to this singer, this girl Janine, and I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my god, this is so awesome. You know the band. You're so cool. Boy, did I have my eyes opened. Um, oh, yeah. You had, a bunch of, you had a bunch of derelicts in a bar in Northeast Philly. It, <laughs> Live it, music. That, Weekly. It's fun. That led to me following them around as a groupie with a group of girls that I was friends Ew. with. Yes. I was that drunk guy in front of the stage. Well, that's different. You're not groupie. groupie. No, I was groupie. I followed, we went everywhere the Rockets went, I went in the early 90s. <laughs> and then slowly... <laughs> Dave, this guy Dave, who I had never known, would come up to me drunk at the end of the night. I'm drunk, not him. Right. Hey, if you help me break down, I'll buy you breakfast. I'm like, fuck yeah, that sounds great, man. He bribed you with an omelet. He, dude, <laughs> he, I would help him every Sunday, and we would go to Tiffany's. Oh god. Every Sunday night, I would go to Tiffany's with me, him, and Jerry, and one or two other people sometimes, and I would get. Breakfast. I feel like I've seen you there. You probably have. I probably did. You probably did. Dude, I drank and a lot. And that led to, <laughs> to an actual paying job 25 plus years. And my God, now I'm the guy that knows the band. <laughs> but And you lived happily ever after. Eh, yeah, we could say that. Um, <laughs> but, but that led to this because through that I met amazing people i mean if you if you think about the people that you've met along the way it's it's mind-blowing the amount of talent and people that you've met from playing guitar oh god yeah well i mean christ i've been at it i think about i was thinking about this the other day like between those bands like i've been playing out since i was 18 right i'm 45 so do the math it's 27 years of it's of right. nonsense. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of alcohol. <laughs> well, it is. I didn't drink that much when I was 18. I didn't drink at all when I was 18. I was scared to death. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get caught. I, I remember well, meeting whatever. you. You had the long, curly hair. I had ringlets. You, you had... <laughs> I had curly ringlets. It was like Weird Al hair. Nah, it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't that bad. Nah, but it was but, definitely... I, I, it was 12 years of Catholic school. I decided, I'm going to grow my hair out. I thought... Yep. And then I got over that. So, how long were you in Bernie's before you moved... Two years and change. And that's it. So how did you get from Bernie's to Split? Well, uh, for eight months, I did a happy hour 7 to 10 at Wade's on the boulevard. Ah, oh, Wade's. Uh, back then, I worked at the mall. I worked at the Roosevelt Mall. Roosevelt mall. So I worked 9 to 5 at, with John Wanamaker's. Yikes. I, right. I would get done. I would get done work because I worked, I worked on the loading. See what I mean? Yeah. Go in the house. Yeah, so I worked at Wanamaker's on the boulevard, and I'll get done at five, 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. We'll go home, uh, change my clothes, take a shower maybe. Stop it way out? <laughs> Not even. No time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, I needed a, if I needed a dark black or a light black t-shirt, that's what I got them. <laughs> Look extra metal. Oh, my God. So then I would go, I would go right to Wade's. I'd hurry, 
because I had to play seven to ten, and we'd play on whoever's gear was there. Right. I did that for eight months or so, every Friday, seven to ten, and then sometimes I'd have a ten thirty gig, so I'd have to hustle, maybe to like whiskey tango or something, play ten thirty to two, so I'd play doubles after working all freaking day. Right. So, that's how I met, like rockets and split. And I probably met you during that time. I remember seeing you in Bernie's. Yeah. Well, I would do seven to ten. I would play three sets. Right. Penny drinks. Nice. So it, was, oh. it, was, it was a shit fest. Yeah. Wade's, Wade's was always... Uh... Yeah, it was a mess for like... It was like nine hours of nonsense. <laughs> it was good, though. It was fun. It was great. Yeah, that was that was really fun. But I mean, I met a lot of people there. And then they needed a guitar player. And they were like, hey, dude, you want to try out? And I said, sure. So I tried out. And uh, they made me wait two weeks after I tried out. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess, okay, I'm done with that. I just kept going when I was going. And then... Our then bass player called me and he said, hey, dude, uh, you want to be in the band? I said, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you made me wait two weeks. I said, oh, let me call you back. <laughs> so I hung up the phone and had dinner with my mom and dad. Can you imagine if you said no to that? I yeah, I can. No. I, yeah, yeah, I would have I stayed. And I mean, I was going to college, you know, I had stuff going on. I wasn't I was going to sit on my ass. I, I kind of let that I kind of forgot about it for a minute. I was just like, OK, well, you made me wait. I guess that's not happening and they tried somebody else out too and they I, they picked from the two guys and i was the other guy <laughs> shit whatever it wound up working out obviously yeah so it's been what how many years now yeah, well it's january so i, I joined it's uh, i do the math 98 so 21 i'm going into my 22nd year in the same band in the same band it, do you know how rare that is though <laughs> oh, nobody stays anywhere i the waiver wire is is chock full of dudes they're just quitting this band and that band i mean I saw an immense amount of turnover when I worked with the Rockets, and it was just, for whatever reason, I wasn't always privy to the behind-the-scenes stuff. But it was always money or most, something, yeah, and there and was most, always like six or seven or eight people in the band at the time. Yeah, and, and most most cover bands have insane turnover. They all do. But yeah. Your your guys you guys have stayed it's pretty much been you and Doug for the longest, right? Yeah, well Doug's got a year on me. And okay. then uh later that year we changed lead singers. Right. And we had turnover for a minute too, like back then, like in like ninety nine to two thousand we had a bunch of turnover. But since then, I mean, after that it was like Mike joined the band in oh five. And he's the sec he's the third longest, so oh five, do the math. It's another 20 15 years 15 years he'll be he'll be in the band 15 years and then thomas joined us in 2011 i remember thomas joining and then jay jay's going into four years now i see i remember when christian joined because i got a call again not a text i got a call from dave and dave's like yo meet me here we're gonna go see this guy we're gonna try him out for a band and i'm like okay well whatever so I met Dave and Billy at, at oh, what the hell was the name of the club? It was right here on Morell, at, at Morell and oh, Frankfurt. Oh, the place that used to be the Velvet. Yeah. That wound up being else. Club Wild with a Y. Club Wild. W-Y-L-D. So I'm, <laughs> I show up to this dark bar to see this band called Throttle. Yes. That band spawned how many freaking big guys from the scene it was it's, christian was the lead singer he joined split brian bortnick was brian bortnick band. was became huge with octane yeah and it's just them two guys really eh, that's enough two yeah 
Because they, they had a lot of turnover, too. But like you said, it goes back to everybody just kind of bouncing around. It, it does. And I mean, it's not just money stuff. It's like life stuff. Because, you know, mm-hmm. you got a 22-year-old guy who's graduating college or he's going to go get his master's. Am I going to am I gonna sit in a bar and play Pearl Jam songs poorly or am I going to go be a doctor? <laughs> Let me think. Um, <laughs> What's more fun? Well, yeah. depends who you ask. It's true. Buying a BMW or living in your mom's basement? <laughs> I don't know. I think I'll do that. <laughs> I, I the, This whole, like I said, this whole scene has been... There really isn't a scene like this in another city. I'm sure every city has their cover bands, but I I feel like this is the biggest like number of bands in this in the small well, area. Places to play. I mean, like you, you think about the summer. The summer it's like May to September. Everybody goes and plays. Sea Isle, Avalon, Wildwood, Cape May, LBI. So there's that down down the Delaware. Yeah, now it's Delaware because it's Dewey Beach, and then you go to Ocean City, Maryland. It's just the proximity to all that stuff. Yeah, it's all real close. Yeah, you hop on 95, you cross the bridge, you know. It is what it is. Like, But a lot of it's, now it's all casinos. Yeah. And, I mean, that's fine, too, because, I mean, Atlantic City is like an hour outside of Philly. Yep. It's a straight shot, so. Yeah, you know, there's not a lot of up north play, though. There's not a lot of New York play. There's not a lot no. of playing in New York stuff. New no. York is a lot of comedy clubs. We did a We did a wedding. Over the summer in Central Park. Yeah, I saw that. Dude, that was really cool. But, I mean, like, we made some contacts there where, like, the venue we played, because the venue was in Central Park. I forget the name of it. Right. But it was, like, this big boathouse. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, it was completely awesome. And so, you know, it was hot as shit. It was, like, you know, 98 degrees out, but whatever. So we made we made some pretty cool hookups up there. And they were like, yeah, we're, you know, passing out business cards and playing the game, shaking babies and kissing hands and all that stuff. But, you know. I always love doing weddings and private events. They were, they were, I mean, I enjoyed the bar stuff, but the weddings and private events showed you a completely different side of, of how it all worked. And, you know, some of the weddings you get, you know, a cheese sandwich and a paper bag. And some of the weddings you're like, here, there's extra food. You can have it. Yeah. Here's your own, here's your own prime rib just for you. Right. Well, I mean, the wedding thing, it's like, it's like the clubs feed the wedding private events. And then those private events can lead to more private events right. it was like oh man you played my girlfriend's wedding i'm gonna book you for it too and then a year later you're playing all the bridesmaids weddings when they all get married and that's where the money is in the wedding that's where the most the, money is yeah private I mean, events totally and then you're done by like 10 30 11 o'clock and you can go out and be silly with your friends <laughs> unless you're the guy that's on the crew and then you ain't done till 12 or 1 o'clock well that's why i thank my mom for guitar lessons <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's douchey to say. And I'm here, sorry. yeah. And here, and here I. <laughs> I'm just hey, kidding. No, dude. I, I worked for the and I've said this before. I've worked for the Rockets for twenty some years. I still to this day don't know how to do sound. Why not? Never got taught. Why not? You know what I was. You know. Here's my instruction. <laughs> day one. If you hear the squealy noise, that's what he called it to me. He told me the squealy noise, which obviously is feedback. Turn the highs down. If that doesn't work, turn the channel down. If that doesn't work, mute the channel and come and get me. Now, let me tell you, muting a channel on stage is way different than muting a channel out front. Because if you get muted out front, you really don't know. But if back in the day at the monitors, if you're playing guitar and I mute your guitar, you know. Oh, yeah. If the drummer's feeding back and I mute the drum monitor, he knows. I got yelled at a lot. And not once did I ever hear, this is how you do the EQ. Well, that's... It's just, you know, I ended up doing lights and had more fun and then didn't have to worry about the sound, so... Yeah, it's a less stressful environment. Oh, my God, it's so much less stressful. I mean, stressful. If you, it's, it's like, as long as you're not, as long as you're not 
you know, just turn turn the lights off in between songs. Yeah, make set a scene, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm making it. I'm oversimplifying. It, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to do that gig. That even so, now, dude, because it's all computers and stuff. Yeah, now I'm even. I'm lost. I watch your guy do it. Sometimes. Our light rig is crazy. We got we got two guys. Ryan is running the light wall behind us. Right, and he's running that off a laptop. Yep, a touch screen, and and then Mark, our new like guy, Mark is doing the same thing. Automated everything off. Of same thing, a computer. And I don't know how to work any of that stuff. No, Mike knows it, how, but, but looks, I do not. It looks awesome. It, it does, does look awesome. They all the the as the bands grew from park hands to track spots to now like moving LED lights and video walls. It's just again, you're being paid to play other people's music. Yeah. With these thousands and thousands of dollars of equipment behind you, oh, and you just keep adding to it. Yeah, we bought a lot of it's gear like a in the last set. couple years, man. Yeah, it's like a Lego set. Well, I don't miss the cans. The cans, some of those cans are like six hundred watts to a thousand watts. Yeah, they were. I remember watching. Uh, we <laughs> we did a song, and our, our one guitar player, Bernie and Bernie's BJ, he uh, he had his jacket hanging on like a guitar stand. I turned around, uh, one of the white ones with no gel on yep. it. I saw smoke coming off his le- his leather jacket, and he was so pissed off because it was me- it was melting his coat. I. I peed myself laughing. I specifically remember one of the times Tony Marco was in the Rockets when back when Jerry was doing lights. Jerry would position Jerry like aimed all the lights, and Jerry would position the lights over him for like um, spotlights, you know. Right. And they were the white ones. So when the drummer's doing a fill or like you know some kind of crazy like oh maybe you get a solo, you spotlight the drummer so everybody looks there. And he put all the white lights on him, and Tony would reach up with his stick and knock the light. Hey, you're sweating bullets. You get, get burnt. Yeah, they I mean, were they, hot. I mean, they keep French fries and plates and shit hot on the, <laughs> at the diner with them same lights. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. You're cooking back there. Um. So, top five clubs that you've played in in this area. Ever? Just your top, the uh, five, your five most favorite clubs to play in. Oh God! Anywhere with a beach—that's easy. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, Whiskey Tango was really cool for Whiskey a long time. I loved Whiskey Tango. I like Reeds. I miss Reeds. Yeah, Reeds was a good time. I miss Billy Reed. I miss that place. Yeah. Uh, let's see. That's two. Anywhere with a beach, man. Like Jimmy's back in the day. You know, and then it was the Beach House. Oh, I miss that place. We- now it's flip flops, but I mean, it's a whole new building. Yeah. All, all the clubs that, I mean, that street alone had, what, seven, eight clubs at one point? Uh, dude, and it was Bull open at five in the morning when we were kids. Bullfeathers, Echoes, Jimmy's, then the Beach House. Um, well, if you remember, like, they Moore's, closed, what, what was it? Moore's, across the street from the Beach House, or from Jimmy's. It was Moore's, Moore's Inlet? Moore's Inlet. Moore's Inlet. Yeah. I just remember we would roll up, and it was, I feel like they always had Sir Rod playing. <laughs> And every time I'd roll up, I'd hear tonight's tonight, and it's like, okay, I must be, you know, at the same like clockwork, dude. At like nine thirty, I would hear tonight's tonight, and then he'd be done because of ordinances. You have to stop yep. loud, loud music by ten o'clock or whatever. But um, well, remember Wildwood used to be up until five. Yeah, oh, I know. Everywhere, I know. So like everybody would get done working in Sea Isle and Avalon, all the bartenders and stuff, and they would hustle out so they could drink till five in the morning with yep. all us. That was fun. That was great. I that was mean, crazy though. We. We we always played um, Fireman's Weekend. We always played Fireman's Weekend down there. Like yeah. The fi- it was, Fireman's Weekend was probably one of the best times I've ever had in Wildwood. It was worse than, was it worse than Irish Weekend? Uh, or better, depending on how you're talking about it. Yeah. Fireman can drink, dude. 
I just and remember. The, and and the, back then, the Rockets played all fire. Like, they played a lot of fireman gigs. Like, they did a lot of firehouse stuff. And their New Year's Eve was at the Blue Goose Fire Company. What's up the in fire? Burlington. What's the one on Croydon? Up in Croydon, didn't they play there too? Yeah, they it was did. Like some, kind of, that, some kind of, some kind of like catering, yeah. John or something. I don't but know. But they did. They were real good friends with all the firemen. So we would go down for Fireman's Weekend. We would set up in Jimmy's, and then me and Jerry and Christian would go hang out with the guys from the Blue Goose Firehouse. We'd go to their hotel and we'd party with them. The one night, they had. The ice luge, and it was remember the alcohol, remember the fire and the ice alcohol, the blue and the red. It was like before Fireball. Ew, that sounds terrible. Yeah, so they were we were ice lugeing them all afternoon, and it went back to work. That was that was a disaster. Wait, so firemen were firemen were wasted. Oh, cool. I mean, I hope my burning, I hope my building never burns down. <laughs> oh my god, dude! It was, and they were like all there because they did their big parade with all their Ugh. like the fire trucks, like that they would spend weeks cleaning and shining. Why is it they could just drive it drunk in the drunk. afternoon? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it was the best. Just what we need. It was the best best time, and I remember one fireman's weekend we played with Slippery, and the New Generation. Yeah, that's they changed their name because they were the Skirt Chasers. Yeah. I then, think they were slippery in the skirt chasers when we did it. Okay. Now they're... they're, they're they were horns. Yeah, well, they still are, probably. Yeah. I don't know. They do a lot... They're they're private pretty much exclusively. Well, I feel like once in a while they do the OD. Okay. Like in, like, like in March or something. Like right. When they, when they do their... When they do the Irish weekend there, too, because Irish weekend is everywhere. <laughs> Everybody wants to be Irish for a couple of days. Right. I... Yeah, the fireman's thing was by far... <clears throat> the best, the best fireman's thing we ever did was was right after nine eleven, and they were going to cancel the fireman's weekend, but they decided to do it anyway. Okay. So, we're at Jimmy, and I mean, you know, how, you, you don't know how to like. It was it was at the end of the month. September was all the end of the month was always it was the week before Irish weekend was always fireman's. Yeah, weekend it still day. is. I right. think right. Okay. So, we opened. Oh my god, I I got chills thinking about it. It was back with um, Heidi and Mike Kono and Tony Marco. It was that was that was like the Rockets back then. I feel like we're talking about different lineups of Kiss. Right? <laughs> How many different Rockets have there been, dude? That's a whole other show. Right, right. right. I'm actually going to sit down and work, talk to someone about that, and not like Dave would be the perfect person to have oh, gone through with man, that. Man, I don't even know. I mean, there's the, a lot. What's the tally? Oh. It's definitely over twenty. Yeah, easily. Yeah, so, by now, Jesus. Yeah. So so far so we opened up the third the third set, or I'm sorry, we closed the third set out with Tony Marco sang "Pink Houses" by John Mellencamp. All right. Heidi did "God Bless America." Right. God damn, she could sing too. She's cool. She's great. And then we closed with the fireman. Every fireman's weekend, we closed with American Pie. We had. Two, three hundred firemen in Jimmy's, all for swaying and crying and American Pie and singing. And Tiny was up there, and Tiny hated that song. I think at that point. Well, you beat it but to death. I mean, I get it. That's my summer of '69, dude. Nah, I hear you. Everybody, yeah. everybody's got one. Yeah, that's that's that the, the, that and and um, Journey. But don't stop believing. Yeah, that's I can't fine. Do, I can't do it anymore. That's too fine. many too many nights in a row. It is what it is. When you're drinking, you sing everywhere. It's like by the by the sure. by the by the chorus, you're you're hooked. Don't even act like when you're I'm not. in a bar. Yes, if yeah. I'm in the car and it comes on, it's automatic. Absolutely. See you bye. Nice talking yeah. to you. Yep. Um. So aside from the band stuff, you probably have visited more vacation spots 
than almost anybody I know. You, you I get guys, around. You guys, you like your guys get all over. The, what's your favorite place that you've been to outside of the United States? Oh man, I don't know. Well, my bucket list is pretty much done. <laughs> like I don't know. It's like I mean, it sounds like I mean, you've, you've everywhere. Been, it's it's. I we talk about this all the time. It's like where do you want to go? And I'm like I don't know. I kind of. I'll go wherever, but because I, I when I was a kid, I remember I told I, I was talking about this. Like I went to in my in my eighth grade St. Martin's yearbook, the places you want to visit, and I wrote them all down. I wanted to go to the to Paris, to Ireland, and England, and I went to them. That's awesome. I did it. I'm like, yes, I did it. I've been to Dublin, and I mean that was awesome. I only went for two days, and then we went to from there. We this is crazy. Like, we went to Dublin, and we went to London, and that was awesome. London's great. London's like New York without the douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or maybe they're just too douchey that I don't get it yet. They're just, uh, they're, they're sneaky douchey to me. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so from there, we went to Paris, and that was my first time in Paris. And I went to Paris the day after the attacks. Oh, shit. Yeah. So the way that worked is we were in a bar. And we're we're drinking, and we turn on our our um our Wi-Fi, you know, to check our text messages, and our te our phones are blowing up. Everybody right. everybody thinks we're dead. We're like, how you guys doing? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm awesome. I'm in London. Why wouldn't I be okay? <laughs> like, I'm cool. I'm in a pub, <laughs> I'm getting down with fish and chips and just drinking. Like, why wouldn't I be good? And then you know, I see the news and I see the attacks have happened, and I'm just like, are we still going? And so she and I were talking about it. We're like, yeah, we're still going. So the, the plane is like three quarters empty. Right. Everybody bailed. And we get on a plane. Did you get first class? No, nah, we stayed in our seats. But their 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 economy kicks kicks our our economy's ass by accident. Like it's just so much nicer to fly those airlines. So we go, we get on a plane, and you know, they kind of it's three quarters empty. We go, and and like everything in Paris is closed. Oh shit. Everything's closed. Disneyland closed. <clears throat> I didn't even know they had a Disney over yeah, there. Yeah, they got a Disney. It used to be uh, Disney Euro. Now it's called Disneyland Paris. Okay. And it's like, we. I eventually got to go a couple years later, but when they, they closed Disneyland for like a week. Damn. They closed the tower. Disney never closes. I'm telling you, dude. Like, they closed it completely. Like, done. Nope. We're not opening. Oh, boy. I can't wait for them to stop barking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Again, edit. So, so we go to Paris, and uh, I got to see them relight the tower. Oh, that's ha that had to be awesome. Dude. Because they turned the tower off. Remember, right. the lights were out because yeah. they're you know because they're mourning. Yeah, whole country's in mourning. So I got, I watched it with my own eyeballs. Like watched them light the tower like yellow, but they wouldn't open the tower. They didn't. You couldn't go up in it. You could go under it. Right. You could go around it. But right. You couldn't go up into the tower because yeah. and the army was everywhere. Shit. Like everywhere, just like you know, like like you see beat cops. It was like that walking around with machine guns, like just Jesus. Yeah, dude, it was crazy. But they were all everywhere we went. We went to restaurants. We went to like different places and they were, everyone was apologetic like they were just like we're so sorry you had to see us like this like are you kidding me like oh my god dude they were like they were really rude. i mean of course yeah you know i mean it was a terrorist attack but they were they were they were apologizing to me that's to, crazy you know we're in a coffee shop buying coffee like sorry you had to see us like this like you're kidding wow yeah yeah so that was that was eye-opening but um I got to go back. We went back a couple years ago, and I went to Disneyland in Paris, and that's the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Everything's, everything is, I'll show you my pictures later, but, like, what they do is they rename everything. Like, they have 
haunted mansion and it's it's called like the phantom manor <laughs> and uh the the indiana jones line ride is called uh, temple du peril oh that's so cool so they do they just it rename sounds, everything it sounds better yeah yeah because i mean i don't know what their word is for doom but they just rename everything and it, it, it and you try to say it with their accent because you want to say it correctly and it sounds so much prettier <laughs> than our stupid temple of doom <laughs> right temple of doom it sucks right boo but anyway i like paris i like i like edinburgh scotland yeah, Scotland's one I would really love to visit. We went to a bar at their claim to fame was that they had uh, they were open since 1612. God damn. Yeah, like 500 years of just drinking. <laughs> and then they had like two ghosts and oh, one murder. Oh. It, they have a sign that says that. Oh, really? Like a fold-up sign that has their claim to fame. And it says, open since 1611 or whatever the year was. Home of two ghosts and one murder. And you go in and you're, you know, it's one, a pub. One murder since 1600. That's pretty, right. pretty damn good. Yeah, their odds aren't too bad, right? It's better than the pennant. But <laughs> Pennant. Oh, man. <laughs> That's one of my favorite places ever. I figured. I, I figured. I figured. So we're bouncing back and forth. I figured you'd say at least a pennant and maybe maybe Finnegan's, I guess, because... I mean that's everybody's favorite yeah, place. Yeah, I like I like Finnegan's. Finnegan's was all right. Yeah, that was a little that was a good little spot. I miss it. Yeah, I miss it too much. Yeah, but I mean there's been a bunch, man. I mean I, I I like the I miss I miss Reed's. I miss the Pennant. I miss Finnegan's. I miss Roosevelt's. Like not Route One. I miss Roosevelt's. Oh, the, with the bowling alley next door. Yep. Yeah, I mean I used to go bowling in there and we just drink cans of Rolling Rock like <laughs> like true gentlemen. <laughs> We went to Thunderbird on Castor Avenue on Sunday nights to drink and bowl. But oh God, we off the circle! No, wait, Castor Ave. Yeah, right across the street from the Burger King, right at Castor and Van, yeah, off right the at circle Castor and Van Kirk. Right, uh, that's where St. Martin's yeah. used to have all their bowling, and that's probably yeah. where you where you honed your bowling shots. That was. I want. I want. I want a plaque. A plaque. I want a plaque. We were state champions. Oh man, we bowled. Yeah, you know where the state championship was held? Willow Grove Bowling Alley. Oh God. 114 lanes, Wait, baby. state championships? So people had to come from Pittsburgh and Harrisburg to bowl in Willow Grove? In Willow Grove. That's just mean. It was one of the biggest bowling alleys in the country. It was 114 really? lanes. Oh, back then. Yeah, well, back well, then. 114, okay. Yeah. But. That's a whole um, lot of bowling. That's a whole lot of beer sales. So that's, so what was your favorite place to go to in the United States? What's your favorite like outside of Philadelphia, which and and I don't mean the Jersey Shore, like it excludes local stuff. What's your favorite vacation spot? I, I think I kind of know, but I'm I'm curious. I'm trying to think. I mean, I mean, we get out of town just for fun. Like she and I went to Chicago on my birthday. How Chicago? I mean, we went to baseball. No. So we went to Wrigley. Wrigley. Yup. Uh. That's a bucket list place. Wrigley's cool. They got a thing called Wrigleyville, like around. It's kind of like Xfinity Live, except it's all like pubs that have been there as long as Wrigley Field. And they got a they got a batting cage in a bar. In the bar. <laughs> in the bar. That's phenomenal. Batting cages. That's a bad idea, though. It's a great idea. Give drunk people a bat. It's perfect. <laughs> and stand in front of a ball. Right. It ain't. They're, they're not fast pitch. They're not going ninety. <laughs> I mean, that was that's just asking for concussions. It's not like Happy Gilmore. I just love how we went, and Mike didn't know if he was left-handed or right-handed. Mikey Mike? Yeah, our Mike. Oh, that's awesome. Well, he's not a baseball player, dude. No. He, he was a diver. And that kid could dive. He's crazy. Really? Yeah, you would not think so? No. Dude, dude, he's, 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 like, he's like parkour. I don't even understand how that body does those movements. He <sighs> does flippy, twisties, all them things. No triple, triple lindies. I can do a cannonball on the deep end. I can sort of do that. 
Mike can do like all the twists. Triple Indy. Yeah, he could. He he could totally Thornton Mellon. I want to see a dude. I I would lose my mind if he did (laughs) it. I don't even understand. It defies the laws of physics. He's he's another guy. I'm going to reach out to him eventually because I I, he'll be he'll be fun to sit and talk. Oh well, then I want to be there for that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Get a bottle of scotch. Oh my. (laughs) See, if it was a little later, like this is this is not. I don't want to say this is rushed, but. It was a little later and you weren't playing at night that would be perfect scotchy scotch yeah nah just nah it's a little too fancy nah we'll just we'll just get whiskey whiskey's fine too yeah. I can I can t- I'll suffer through a night I mean, of, of whiskey we'll get, the, the bar here is great I, the bar the bar at Ray's is second to none it, it, <laughs> it rivals some of the local bars in the area the Death Star is fully operational <laughs> <laughs> so what do, what, do, what do we got um, Oh, I was forgot I was going to introduce you as one of the original superpowers. Oh, no. Because I know you're, like, wrestling a little bit. Oh, God. Oh, well, a little bit. <laughs> Just a smidgen. <laughs> what's, ne- what's coming up next? What's the next? Is it the Rumble's the next pay-per-view? Yeah. Yeah, so, I think we're going to do something. I don't know yet. We're talking about so, it. So the, so the people that don't know, and this isn't an invite for all you people. This is just general knowledge. But uh, WrestleMania is a big deal here at Ray's house. Yeah, you got to wear a wrestling T-shirt or you're not allowed in. Yep. It's a rule. Yep. Uh, I, I I love coming here for WrestleMania. I actually have to take the day off of work the next day. Every, well, yeah. Every year. Yeah, me too. For that, <laughs> that Monday is uh, is a rough one. Uh, after any pay-per-view here. It's, well, I used to teach on Tuesday nights, so like I'd be glad I would need that Monday to yeah. just kind of get my body back together. <laughs> Dude, it's not a it's not a one day back together anymore. Nah. No, nah, that's a that's a two day back together sometimes. It's fine though. It is what it is. I'm not complaining about it. I love it. Nice. But eat, no, f- eat I, food, drink beer, watch wrestling. Hang I'm, out with a bunch of friends. Yeah, I'm gonna do that till I'm dead. That's so. I, that's one of the things I love. Again, that I've met so many people that I've ended up becoming super super close with through working for a cover band. I mean, if it. 15-year-old me couldn't fathom this kind of a thing, and my circle of friends expanded tenfold just from that one night of going to get drunk and seeing a cover band. Like, my life completely changed, and it's, I know, it's weird, and it's, oh, that sounds corny. It's corny, but it's true. It's not weird, it's life stuff. It is, it is awesome life stuff. I don't regret that happening at all. I've made lifelong friends. And I think it's it's just and it keeps getting better and better as as the time goes on. Well, yeah, I mean, like if you do something long enough, you're gonna make friends somewhere, yeah. unless unless you're a dick. Well, <laughs> even then, you're gonna make different. You're just gonna have friends that are dicks too. Right, that's all. <laughs> Point and laugh at them behind their back. Or to their face. Yeah, mostly to their face. I'll do that too. It's fine. No. So you're playing tonight. Uh, by the time this this, I guess this will go up in about a week or two. Okay. As soon as I maybe next maybe the, maybe this week. I want to try and get like one or two shows in the can. I'm going to talk to you, and then the next next person I'm going to talk to is Jackie Kid. Um, how's he doing? Doing great, dude. We do we do a diff- We do the other podcast together. We watch the uh, the CW shows, and we kind of like do a recap of them every week. Oh man, I tried to do that crisis thing. I didn't dig it. The crisis thing was amazing. I didn't get it, dude. It's just bad acting. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, but it's it, it's comic book shows. Man. Nah, dude, TV it makes shows. Baywatch look like Shakespeare. I can't get down with that. I was just like, nah, I love superheroes. I couldn't Brand, do it. It was Brandon Ruth as, 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 as Superman. Yeah, sure. That's fine. And he was the Christopher Reeve Superman. See, the best thing about that, that's cool. I, I appreciate right. that. 
And they, they tied that all together. Dude, he said a line in the show where he goes, because him and the other Superman fought. And he says a line, he goes, oh, this is the second time I fought myself. Oh, Superman 3, though. Because he fought himself in Superman 3. It's a complete callback. It was not Superman versus Superman. It was Clark Kent right. versus Superman. But technically, he fought himself. Yes, but no. No, it was Clark Kent. Because Clark Kent didn't have any powers. And I think he like beat him with a bulldozer or something stupid. He, he stuck it, He stick him in a wood chipper? Like, no, what did he do? No, it was a... Uh, a trash compactor? It was a car crusher. Right, It was okay. a car crusher. I knew it was some kind of thing it like was, that. like, drunk Superman. Yeah. Drunk on whiskey Superman. Right, right. And his costume was kind of dirty. Yeah. And yeah but that... Superman can't get drunk, though. No, he can't. <laughs> but that one did. Oh, wow. Stop. We te- dude... Jack and myself, we, we we watch these CW shows, and we enjoy most of them, and we just spend an hour ripping them apart. As long as you can just laugh at it and, yes. and, and do it that way. Yes. Okay, cool. It's all the right, same right. thing we did when we did, we I recorded a, um, we did a Rise of Skywalker review, me and Jack and, and Danny Nogo. I gotta watch that again, AJ. dude. I, I'm gonna watch that again. I loved it. So I, I, watched loved it, at, it. I watched it at two in the morning, and I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we had to go to the first night, and the five of us, the band, went together. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and we we're just like we went to the Delphi's first, and had, oh. had a beer and shot, and then we went in and watched the movie. And it was just like we got out like four thirty in the morning. I was like, all right, goddamn it, I gotta go to bed. This is crazy. And my brains weren't working, so I couldn't really right. <laughs> like not because of booze, just because of the hour. Like yeah, I couldn't really drink it in. It's a fun movie, and and like we when we recorded it, the batteries died in, in the recorder, and I didn't get all the episode. That's why we're plugged in with electricity. Ah. Uh, battery powered this time. But, science be praised. Yeah. But, uh, no, I had fun. This was awesome. I would love to do, we'll do this again, like, later on down the road. Or I'll bring you in when we talk to someone else. Cool. I, this was awesome. I, I enjoyed this. And yeah, it, we got a gorgeous day. Yeah, well, I mean, the sun's going down, but whatever. It's because it's January and it gets dark too early. It's fine, though. It's still, I'll it's talk about whatever you want, dude. I'll talk. We still got to do wrestling. We're, we we definitely want to sit down. Uh, if we don't invite Cappy over here for that, I'm going to be all mad. Matty Kaplan. Oh God, <laughs> that kid. <laughs> he knows. He, he knows more than I do. He does. He knows some weird like deep and cuts. And I've been on Earth way more than him. Yeah, he knows the <laughs> deep cuts. I mean, I do too, selectively. Like, I mean, the other day I found I found the first show I went to when I was ten on YouTube. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, dude. It was like. Uh, was it WWF? It was WWF. Okay. And it was, I remember it was when Jesse the Body got blood clot, so he couldn't wrestle anymore. Oh shit! Remember that? Yeah. He, he was supposed to be on the show, and like, they subbed him out that day. Right. Because he had to retire from pro right. wrestling. And right? there was no internet to like, notice shit ahead of time. No, it was like they changed it. The program said Hulk Hogan versus Jesse the Body Ventura, and I'm like, awesome! And my dad wanted to go see that because right. it was like. Jesse the Body's too funny. We have to go see Jesse the Body. Absolutely. So we went, and they subbed him out for Big John Studd, and I didn't understand. I was just like, wait, <laughs> Big John Studd is fighting Andre the Giant now. Why is he going to wrestle Hulk Hogan? I don't understand. So we went to that, and I remember that was like the main event. But before that, the tag match was Sergeant Slaughter, who was my favorite at the time, because because oh all I liked Army Fatigues, and I liked yeah. all that stuff at the time. And he was the Marine... He liked, I liked camouflage stuff, and he was his, gam, his gimmick was, I'm a Marine drill sergeant. Right. So he was tagging with the Junkyard Dog. Holy crap. Against Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. And I wanted to see that. That's awesome. And I remember, I didn't understand, like, all my friends at school were like, wrestling's fake. You're not going to dig it. It's, it's stupid. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's real. They're fighting. <laughs> so I went. 
and I remember this vividly. Like we were we were watching a match, and I, I re, because I rewatched it the other day, I was laughing at ten year old me because ten year old me just watched Sergeant Slaughter almost bleed to death in the ring. And nobody's gonna help him. Like why does why why is the doctor coming? Like why aren't they stitching him up? Why where's the ambulance? So like so like they beat the crap out of Sarge, and he's bleeding out of his head. And I remember being like terrified. I thought like I'm watching a live murder happen. That's awesome. So I was like no, and I remember like blessing myself and hiding behind my dad because I was 10 and my dad was laughing and I'm like I don't understand why my dad is laughing right now <laughs> but anyway so good good versus evil and they prevailed and Sarge didn't die and then they brought the match back and the match it was the October of 84 so in November of 84 when they came back around they did a Texas Tornado tag match Oh, I remember them. Yeah, and they were basically just all four guys are in ring and blah 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 and are all fighting and that was a big deal now that stuff happens all the time yeah. Now every wrestler has to do their finisher. Where when when back in the day, the finisher was like, "Oh my God, he did his finisher. That's the end of the match." Right. You ain't getting up from that. Yeah. Now it's a transitional move or whatever. Right. Right. Like, until like, until Hulk Hogan started doing the push-ups in the camel clutch, and everybody's like, "Oh my God." Yeah, he sat up. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I my first I think my I my first wrestling was NWA at the Civic Center. Yeah, because they weren't allowed to beat the Spectrum. Right, because it was WWF stuff. Right. And I don't remember the matches, but I remember seeing Magnum TA. Yes. I remember seeing Nikolai Volkov. Wait, he was wait, in... No, no, Nikita... Uh, Ivan Koloff. Ivan Koloff. And Nikita Koloff. And Nikita Koloff. Because he was his nephew. And the Four Horsemen, and that was my... That was it. The horse, the Horsemen, I was like, oh my God. That's... So what year was that? Oh, uh, that was... Crap. That yeah. was the original Four Horsemen. So, like, 85? Yeah, it might have been around the same time. Maybe around the same time. Because remember, they had the, the Russians. It was Ivan and Nikita. Mega TA. Right. But they also had Crusher Khrushchev. Yep. Who was the turncoat. Yep. And I remember uh, he eventually became Axe. Axe. Or Smash. Smash. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because he grew out his hair. He had a bald head, and he wore the same gear as the, the Russians. Oh. And then he became one of the demolition guys. Oh, I don't know shit. who's I don't know who's Axe or Smash. Well, one of them is Crusher Khrushchev, and the other one is the Mass Superstar. Holy shit! Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, man, I never knew that. Oh yeah, I did know that the Undertaker was one of the Twin Towers at one point. Yeah, it was him and him Danny and... Spivey. Yeah. Yes. And they won the titles. There was, were they, I thought there were skyscrapers. Skyscrapers, that's what it was. Sorry, was one skyscrapers. Of them. Yeah. The Twin Towers was was Barry Windham and Sid Vicious, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. we got to do some Google magic. Yeah. I'll, I'll, All those guys. It was like whenever they put six foot 12 guys together, it was like they had to name right. them something like the Twin Towers or the Skyscrapers right. or the Water Towers or whatever they're called. It's not better than the Superpowers. No, nah, no. Nah, the, mega, the Mega Powers. Mega Powers. It's Mega, mega powers. powers. Superpowers is a... Super friends. Oh man, that handshake was a big deal. I know. Hulkster and I Macho know. Man. I know. Just as big a deal as the uh, Roddy Piper coconut thing to Jimmy Snooker. It's so like, funny, that man. That was like you. You watch it, and you're like, oh my god, he hit him with a coconut. So Roddy Roddy Piper sold that till his dying day that it was that it was a real coconut that he cracked his head with. But I mean, if you watch it, I feel like I feel like I mean, it had to be gimmicked, right? Yes, you have to be. Because, I mean, I feel like as he's hitting him with it or as he's about to hit his face, it's breaking in his hand. Right. Yeah, there's no way that he hit him with a real coconut. No. He would have killed him. Right. He'd be, be concussed at the very least. Right. Oh, I'm sure there was some concussion. I mean, I mean, Jimmy's good at killing people, though. Uh, not anymore. 
Well, no. But allegedly. Roddy Piper's still the best, man. I love Roddy I Piper. still love, I got a retweet from Roddy Piper. Really? Yeah. I geek out over retweets. He, he retweeted me because I was watching Hulu and I put on Hell Comes to Frogtown. Oh. One of those Traumaville movies. Yeah. I put that on. And I said, thank God something's finally on Hulu that's good to watch. And I added him on his on his Twitter. And he retweeted me. And I'm like, yes, I got a retweet from him. I got a retweet from Hockey, Hockey Tonk. <laughs> that was funny. Because you, you remember his video, his music video? Yeah. Where, yeah. It had, where he drives past Honkywood? Yes. So I took a snapshot of that. And I retweeted him on WrestleMania. I tweeted him on WrestleMania Day. So asking him where his where his WrestleMania party was was going to be Honkywood, and he retweeted me, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm famous That's now. Freaking awesome! All right, I can die a happy death because Honky Tonk is paying attention to me. <laughs> I I got I think three people on Twitter ever acknowledged me. One was a model that I I sent her an at message asking her to wish me a happy birthday, and she retweeted me. She was in Playboy, and it was this model. Chick. That was nice of her. Yeah, and then who was it? Uh, Jessica Bursiaga is her name. I got nothing. I used to, so I used to have my Twitter or I used to have my Instagram linked to Facebook, where every time I liked something on Instagram, it showed up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And Jay Petrowski commented one day, he goes, "Jesus Christ, Frank, we know you like her," because it would kept coming up that I would like her pictures, and Jay Jay shamed me on Facebook over it. It was uh, awesome. Face. So I was like, "Oh, unhook that. Uh, stay away from the book face." Yeah, that <laughs> and um. Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor on Smallville. Yeah, he was the best part of that show. Yes, he was. He liked something I sent about... He did this other TV show called Impastor on TV Land. I got nothing. Yeah. So he liked it. And my favorite one was Ice-T. Ice-T retweeted you? Ice-T retweeted... Because he plays that video game Destiny that I play. He's a hardcore player. And he posted a picture of his... Of his character, and I replied to it something about how badass it looked, and how I was almost, I almost have my armor, the same armor suit that he had, and he retweeted it and liked it, and I was like, oh, fuck, hell yeah. He's a funny dude, man. He's remember, great. Did you ever see his, uh, I remember, when, remember Cribs? Yeah. He's, his Cribs episode was hilarious. Was it? Yeah, because he, uh, he has soda machine. <laughs> or his like, house? Yeah, dude, like, it was like a soda machine and like a, and like a snack machine, like you see it, like the hospital, like cafeteria. Damn. Right, because like people want a drink or people want some chips or something, you'd be like, spend a buck. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, he, he's hardcore with that. I like, like it. Don't eat my food. <laughs> no. Spend spend your own money. Spend a buck. That is phenomenal. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, that's I, that's my that's my Twitter claim to fame is a like. Yeah, I got a retweet from Chris Jericho too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was like a month ago because he was uh I listened to his podcast where he was talking to Desmond Child, the guy who wrote all the hits with Bon Jovi and Aerosmith. Oh, shit. Yeah, he did a podcast with him. It's great. So he's talking about, um, he goes, I really wrote that too. I really wrote that too. He's only got like $100 million in the bank from copyrights and stuff. Yeah. Who they got? The Desmond writer? Child. Yeah, dude. Damn. Yeah. Dude, he wrote, dude, he co-wrote Living on a Prayer. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. That's he's not going to run out of money anytime soon. That song's a little popular. A little bit. A little bit. People like it. Meh, a couple people like it. But uh, yeah, so I got a retweet from him because I mean I, I commented on it and he thought it was funny and retweeted me. I, I liked his. I don't listen to his podcast all the time. I listen to um, the one with um, shit. Uh, the guy that left WWE for AEW. Um, Moxley. Yeah, Moxley. Yeah. He doesn't tweet. Who? He doesn't tweet or have a podcast. Who? Moxley. No, no, no. He was on Jericho. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He I was did on listen that. to that. Yeah, that was really good. That yeah. was really, really, really good. 
Um, There's the other show. Uh, think, Chris Van Fleet is good too. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's got a YouTube show where he talked to him for like an hour. Um, this show's great. Wooten knows Jericho. Jimmy Wooten knows Chris Jericho. From where? They, from when he was in L.A. Oh. Chris Jericho called Jimmy and left him a voicemail. Jimmy was telling me this when he was here um, at, at the end of December. He was telling me this. He, Jericho called him and left him a voicemail about a uh, practical joke or something. Really? Yeah, it's That's pretty fun. weird. It's weird. It's weird when you when you kind of connect the dots of who people know and. Oh, six six degrees of Jimmy Wooten. <laughs> oh Jesus! Six degrees of Jimmy Wooten's awesome. That, that, that's another show. <laughs> or uh, or Jimmy Mazia. Oh Jesus! Now we're talking. <laughs> oh wait, I'm. He's he's like third on my list right now of, of reach out and contact. Oh, he'll be fun to talk to. He would be amazing. So I'll be there for to. that too. Yes, I absolutely want to do that in the bar I'll in the basement. I'll just be a fly on the wall. Dude, it's it's perfect. I'll just listen and, and interject I, colorfully. I got extra <laughs> microphones. Okay, that's all good. So, you got a show tonight. Well, as of now, it's January eleventh. Eleventh. Uh, this one goes to eleven. You got a show tonight. I'm going back home to play video games. Um, do you have any any um, social media stuff? To I know you're not big on the face page. No, I mean um, I got like a page. I don't have a profile on Facebook. Right. But you, I. But I. Mean, any plugs? Kind of. Uh, sure. Uh, Facebook Ray Ray Split. Uh, Twitter Ray Ray Split. Instagram Ray Ray Split. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah. It's unilateral. Yeah. Just, you know, that way you can, everybody knows how to get a hold of me or say or look at pictures of guitars or find out where we're playing. I, I have a face page for Let's Be Frank. I'm going to update the photo on it. Um, I don't have a Twitter. You want to find me on Twitter? I'm Gimzak12, uh, Gimzak12 on Instagram, and... Frank Earhart on Facebook. Just, just make them all the same. That way, because when I do that, it's like I put them on. I put yeah. my handles on guitar picks. Yeah. No, dude, I, your I guitar put, picks are awesome. I always put my face on my own guitar picks. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> in, some, in some way, shape, or form, whether I'm Captain America with my big cheese. Or Darth Vader. Yeah, or Darth Vader. But I always have, have aviators and big cheese. Big smile. Because <laughs> whatever. Why not? I don't know. It's, I'm cheesing crackers, dude. I can't help it. I'm a I, happy dude. Dude, you are, you are one of the most just happy-go-lucky, like... Like Pete, like Pete from the Rockets, happy-go-lucky, just smiling all the time and just enjoying life. Well, I'm not that happy. I get pissed. No, you're not Pete happy. I get pissed too. I don't. I don't dump but, it in everybody's lap. That's all. Right. <laughs> you're you go here have a you go out. You're gonna have a good time. Yeah, and that's how it is. Yeah, because I don't want to dump my problems in everybody's lap. I got. Yeah. I'm, I'm 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 all right. <laughs> I'm I'm there now. It yeah. took a while, but I'm there now. I'm yeah. just I want to go out and have fun. I play music. I, I hang that's out. All. I drink music. I drink booze, and I talk to my friends and. Wash, rinse, repeat. You know what I mean? Like pretty simple. That's all. Keep it simple. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you for sitting down and doing this. I absolutely, thoroughly enjoyed this. Of course, dude. I'll do it again anytime you want. I we absolutely will. So we'll do a wrestling show. I would love to do a wrestling show. I could geek out about wrestling for yeah, hours. Yeah, I know. We got enough friends that we could call. Oh God, yeah. That'd be that'd be a fun one. So I'm going to hit pause in a minute. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is this is going to be a fun little podcast. With there's a lot of people in this area that'll be fun to talk to like this. So thank you guys for listening and take care. Cheers! Thanks for having me. <laughs>